If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You are listening to Waiting on Reparations, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, waiting on reparations, waiting on reparations. Check, check. I was knowing no one gave a fuck about my black life back when you was playing Half-Life. A baby in a well was the way I baptized. A scar where I fell, but it made me mad nice. True story, move for me. You cruise corny and I'm too sorry. Plus I leave a tomb gory, I'm the new Voorhees. Boy, please, I ain't afraid of no harm. What the fuck they gonna do, shoot me while I'm unarmed? Shit, I'm the knife, homie, I don't need a burner. But you better know I'm somebody like I'm Nina Turner. And I hit you with that dope flow, you ain't even heard her. Got a rapper stun looking like they seen a murder? Oh, let's put it all in perspective. For all y'all enjoyment, a pod y'all can mess with. Yo, they don't even listen, forever hating Mariah, what we doing? We waiting on reparations Yeah, yeah, yeah Hey, what is hey. happening? <laughs> I'm Dope Knife I'm Lingua Franca We are waiting on reparations I'm waiting on this cold to be over Because, yo, I've been sick of shit for like seven days almost Yeah, I know You're It's been terrible Sounding like Barry White and shit You, do, you feeling better? <laughs> Sound like Crip Keeper in this bitch <laughs> No, I'm feeling better. Today is the best day I've had yet. I mean, I'm still not 100%. Yeah. But I was, like, out. I was down for the count. Were you sick or was week. it just your voice? I was, like, fully sick. Oh, like, shit. fever, fatigue, sleeping, like, 12 hours a day. Damn, I'm gonna... And then I got COVID test, zero COVID, or supposedly, yeah. negative, no, negative result. But I have never, this profoundly, while sick before, lost my sense of taste and smell. I can't taste oh. or smell any anything. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, I, I don't know. I've, anything. I've never, I don't I haven't experienced the COVID loss of taste and smell, but I've gotten sick to the point where I lost like my sense of like taste yeah. and shit before. So I've, I've had that like vaguely yeah. before, and I don't know if it's like psychological, where like I know that's like a, a symptom of COVID, mm-hmm. and so like it's freaking me out, and so I'm like perceiving it. I think that to is, be more than it is, that, that could but it's be. like it's it's really freaking me out, man. Where like. 
I'm, it's like, I'm, I'm not hungry, but I eat ravenously because I, like, miss tasting stuff Damn. so bad. I'm just, like, so sad. Like, try a little bit of this. Try a little bit of that. Try a little bit of this. I'm like, please, something tastes like anything. God I'm going to knock on wood because I am not, like, everybody, everybody in Savannah is sick right now. Like, literally, everybody's got Delta. It's just, it's, it's, oh, straight yeah, up? it's fucking crazy. Like, everybody's no, sick. Oh, no. Like, mad businesses are closed. Not because, oh, my God. not because of any mandate, but just literally because like oh no one can come in and work today it's that sort of shit going on wow and i'm lucky because like i'm feeling tip top you know what i mean and i haven't been going out for like the last three weeks or so i just been living in the studio and and working on the show and stuff like that but you know hopefully hopefully this this thing can subside go out and get vaccinated jaw be safe go get vaccinated just go do it you know it's so easy and you know here last week we passed a new mask mandate for here in Athens. I know Savannah just passed one maybe a couple weeks ago. We did. It hasn't affected I mean, it hasn't really affected how, you know, people have been, I guess. Oh, people don't give a shit? Not for the most part, I guess not. I mean, that show by the time y'all hear this uh, I will probably be recovering from the show with Afro Man on uh, Wednesday, but Oh, that yeah. shit. No one has said anything to us about anything for that. You know what I mean? So, gonna do. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a pretty big stage, so I'm not really gonna be like up on people and shit, and they're not really gonna yeah. be close. You know what I mean? So there's that, but yeah, it hasn't. Uh, besides, for people are kind of just waiting until they get sick before they take it seriously, and that's yeah. unfortunately is we, what got us where we are now. Unfortunately, we also um, on Tuesday mandated vaccines for all um county employees oh word word how yes, how are which, the how are the repubs taking that up there oh my god well the thing is so that at the commission meeting uh the republicans showed out to just like spew two hours of hatred about how much they hate the homeless because we had something benefiting the homeless on our agenda as well but we had two county employees come up and speak on the mic um, talking about how they would quit their jobs if we passed this vaccine mandate. Which isn't even a mandate. It's like, if you don't get vaccinated, you just have to get tested every week. Yeah. It's not like you lose your job if you don't get... But like, if you're so adamant, I'm not going to get the vaccine. So here- you got to get a test every week. That's it. That's all we were voting on. All we approved. But these people came up and said, I'm quitting my job if you all approve this tonight. And then the fucking Republicans in the audience, all 50 of them, were like clapping oh, and cheering and it was so it was so obnoxious and i was up there sick as hell the thing having I, a fucking fever just like kill me please the thing that i'm wondering right is like is there opposition now just to vaccines in general or are they do they not like the covid vaccine in particular because it's like y'all motherfuckers are all vaccinated for something yeah you know what i mean yeah Absolutely. If you manage the public school system, yeah, yeah you, you had to, exactly like you. If you traveled overseas, if you fucking if you're in the army, I mean, like you remember a couple yeah. months ago when they were complaining because the, the army was yeah. making them get COVID vaccines. It's like, yo, like, there's rawr. like a hundred other vaccines that you have to have to be in the, in yeah. the military and shit. So like, yeah, what? Any- so it was it was bizarre, and I I think that is an actually a very interesting question maybe worth diving into more deeply yeah. in a future episode because i do think it is raising skepticism about vaccines it's like, in general it's like it's opening this portal to the dark underworld of like anti-vaccine like culture mm-hmm. more broadly people are like starting off just oh well i don't like how it was approved so quickly da, 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 and then like falling down the rabbit hole into like 
Oh, all science. It's that general, like... yeah, that general conspiracy <laughs> contrarian yeah. shit. You know what? You know uh, who yeah. you know who would be killing it right now? I don't even know is if he's alive or dead or what. But you, do you know who David Icke is? Nah, who's that? He's he's like this British dude who was like a, a sports anchor, and then one day he just quit his job and was like, "Yo, I got an epiphany that the world is run by lizard people, and that all the el- oh, he's the guy who invented the lizard people or like popularized the lizard people." Oh, word. yeah. So, but I would, I, I'm just, I remember like back in 2012, he was really big on the internet, and now I'm like. Where the hell is he with all of this? Because you would imagine he would be killing it right now with all the Q and yeah. shit. But we he digress. <laughs> but we digress. Please get vaccinated. Just wear a mask. Yeah. It took me a little. It took me a little bit to like transition back into like mask wearing in Kroger or whatever. But like, it's what the, so. Yeah, I mean, it's- and then it took me like two times, three times leaving my house to get back used to it. And I don't mind. There's really way, like, way worse things than than fucking masks, yo. Let's let's be right. easy. No, like so <laughs> so you know, people have gone back to not wearing masks if they're vaccinated and shit, mm-hmm. myself included. And I mean that also kept so many people from getting regular sick this whole time. I haven't been regular sick this whole time. Like I don't know, I don't know anyone that's had a like a regular cold because we've been socially sitting wearing yeah. masks. And I, if I, so do you think could, that you think that's kind of it? Like why oh, yeah. you got sick? I was like, yeah, I was in like a, a, a meeting with like a, some activists and a commissioner at a bar, and we were all just hanging out indoors. And then, um, one of them had a cold, but was like, oh, you know, I'm feeling fine, and but wasn't wearing a mask, <laughs> and boom, now I'm sick. So like literally, like it's like okay, if I had like just been wearing a mask this whole time and not been laid up in bed yeah. with whatever the shit is for the last seven days, I, that, I would accept that trade off. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not a big deal. Just fucking do it. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's crazy because, like, the, when I think about it, too, I mean, there have been a couple of times, you know, like, some of our resco- recording schedule might have gotten hauled up. Sometimes we've just been like, oh, man, I don't really feel too good and I woke up this day. Yeah. But I have not been full-blown multiple multiple days sick since like 2019 yo like yeah for real. it's always the implications of it are broader than saving people from covid uh, but, so but um we're kind of jumping all over the place today aren't we, we <laughs> are kind of jumping over the place. what are we what are we we're talking talk- about today today we've been talking a lot about georgia savannah athens blah 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 but we're gonna take a trip up to ohio's 11th congressional district today to unpack the the results of the special primary election up there that just took place last Tuesday, uh, between it was like thirteen candidates running, but it was largely between uh, Bernie Sanders uh, campaign co chair from twenty twenty Nina Turner, um, Cuyahoga um, County. Uh, let me try to try this Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Oh, look at you! I, you I got looked money. it up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cuyahoga. 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 Yeah. Cuyahoga County uh, Council Member Chantel Brown um, and a de facto fight between the left and center of the Democratic Party. So we're going to talk about what the election results mean for progressives and as well discuss the musical landscape of this congressional district, which contains Akron and Cleveland. It's got some familiar faces like Kid Cudi and Busy Bones. So we're going to get into some of its musical geography as well as its political geography today. And we'll be right back with that. After the jump. Jump! 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. All right, so. We back. <laughs> now you might be asking if you don't know already where did this race take place? Well, this is Ohio's 11th congressional district, and it encompasses portions of the Cuyahoga County and the Summit County in the northeast part of Ohio State. Now, this is including the majority black precincts in between Cleveland and Akron. So if you jump all the way up to the top of Ohio, right up there by like Lake Erie, you got like Cleveland, and then you got like a skinny little L-shaped, kind of like Tetris block-shaped ass congressional district because gerrymandering. Um, but yeah, it's got Akron, it's got Cleveland in there. You know Lake Erie so like, caught on fire one time because of all the shit flowing in it? Yeah, I remember when recently the Gulf of Mexico caught fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nina Turner, who we will be discussing our way today, um, was talking about how like the EPA kind of came out of uh, what happened up yeah. in Lake Erie like in response to, like, hmm, water shouldn't catch fire, y'all. <laughs> Perhaps we should uh, inter- intervene, and we could get into the whole. Yeah, a whole. That was Ralph Nader back in the day, right? Oh yeah, my god, yeah. yeah. Like, you can get into a whole other layer of shit with all of that. But okay, so okay, we got Akron, we got Cleveland. But why does this matter? Because I don't really give a shit about Ohio. No offense, Ohio, Ohio <laughs> listeners. Uh, Ohio's a lovely state. My brother used to live in Cincinnati. It's great. But I love why? Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati's dope. But like, why are we even talking about this? But this, here's the thing. So. They're running to replace Marsha Fudge, who was appointed to be the head of the Housing and Urban Development um, depa- de- Department, de- whatever, you know, for our buddy Biden. 
And so it left open this open seat in a deeply democratic district. And then it became a proxy fight between the leftmost wing of the Democratic Party and the quote-unquote Democratic establishment, which is a term we're actually going to break down a little bit later on because different people have different ideas of what establishment means, which I find interesting. So you got Nina Turner, and she was the Cleveland City Council member from 2006 to 2008 and the Ohio State Senator from 2008 to 2014. Now, Turner was the Democratic nominee for Ohio Secretary of State in 2014, and she supported Bernie Sanders in his 2016 presidential campaign and became the president of the Sanders-affiliated group Our Revolution in 2017. She served as the national co-chair of Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign, and was it when, when did the I Am Somebody or... Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You, know, what, you got that catchphrase. Was that? I don't know. Was that 2016 or that 2020? She, I feel like she just been saying that shit. Like, just been saying. <laughs> I don't know. Was, was, there, was there a moment where that emerged? Yeah. Like, there has, oh, I, I, didn't I know. feel like there was I a moment. She was just, like, came out the womb. Like, hello, somebody. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, nah, I feel like I feel like all of a sudden I started hearing her say it. I was like, oh man, that's gonna stick. That's a good one right there. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so she's known for being a sassy, unapologetic, like truth teller, uh, unapologetically um, critical of the democratic establishment. You know, running on a platform of Medicare for all in this congressional run student debt cancellation, the Green New Deal, you know, very much following in the footsteps of Bernie Sanders with regards to policy priorities, and as such, was endorsed by a huge hall of elected officials and faith leaders from within the death district, as well as national names like Danny Glover, I actually saw her and Danny Glover, I've told this story on the show before, I saw her and Danny Glover in South Carolina during to- uh, Bernie's 2020 campaign, in this tiny little, like, church in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina. Uh, like I, it, it was like an accidental date. <laughs> That's a, I, I'm not going to. I don't have to. But pretty much this. But I will. Sure, I will br- briefly summarize that me going to see Nina Turner and Danny Glover at this tiny church in South Carolina ended a relationship. Oh, I got. Wait, yeah, was I, that I, the? Yeah, yeah, I remember I, that. Me and this girl broke up over going to see Nina Turner and Danny Glover in South Carolina. Yeah, I think so, I remember when that happened. Yeah, I've told this story before. <laughs> but um, so Danny Glover, Marianne Williamson, Susan Sarandon, Andrew Yang, former Secretary of Labor under what was it? Bill Clinton. Clinton? Yeah, yeah, Robert, yeah. Reich. Robert Reich. Not to mention squad and squad adjacent Congress folks like AOC, Cory Bush, Ed Markey, Jamal Bowman. And then you got all these heavyweight progressive organizations lining up behind uh, Senator Turner, like Sunrise Movement, Our Revolution, of course, Our Black Party, Justice Democrats, unions like Communication Workers of America. You got fucking brand new Congress, Working Families Party. It's like that scene in The Avengers where they're like coming out of the sky. <laughs> like the big, I don't never actually. I don't even think I've seen that movie. You're good. I've just seen that memes enough <laughs> where it's like a symbol, like the Black Panthers are here, and like yeah. the fucking yeah. So. She had that sort of like montage in the background, you know, what? as she was pulling up on the scene I, in Ohio's Eleven. I've enjoyed the political memes of that scene more than I enjoyed well, that I, movie. I, I tear up sometimes. I've never even seen the film. Yeah, no, for real. You're 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 definitely right, though. I remember. I um, like. I, I remember the the night when or the day when it was declared that uh, Biden like officially won. Somebody made like a dope ass meme <laughs> where it was like Biden was Iron Man and Bernie was like Doctor Strange. It was funny as shit, but it was like it, de- yeah. it in the moment like sitting there in private watching it. I I, I welled up a little bit, definitely. I, I'm not gonna yeah. fall. 
But um, this is my allergies. I swear. <laughs> I mean, the senator was clear. He's a man of his word. He said it in 2016. He said it again in 2020. So the senator is doing what he does. But he created a movement. He was a spark, and the movement is the fire. And so the movement doesn't change. The, the notion that we need Medicare for all does not change. The notion that we need to legalize cannabis and take it off the of schedule one because it has ruined so many lives, particularly African-American lives with the war on drugs. Anderson, that doesn't change. The need to have college for all, that doesn't change. Environmental justice, see, none of those core fundamental issues change because it was never about a personality. It was more about the mission. And so progressives are still on the mission, understanding very clearly that we got two dragons, we got the slay. We got to slay the dragon of neo-fascism and slay the dragon of neoliberalism and the progressive movement is here for it. So on the other side of this, you've got Chantel Brown, and she represents the Cuyahoga County's 9th District on the county council, which includes Bedford, Warrensville Heights, Shaker Heights, Orange, and parts of Cleveland, and she chairs the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party. Now, several notable uh, Democrats endorsed Brown's candidacy, and this is including the former Secretary of State and the 2016 Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton. And you've, Who's that? You know, so someone you might have heard of her. You know, Who's what I'm saying? that? She, she made a couple hits back in the day. Um, yeah. You've got Majority Whip Jim Clyburn on there. Uh, U.S. Representative Joyce Be- Beatty. Beatty. Yeah, Beatty. Beatty. And uh, the Congressional Black Caucus Pack and Democratic majority for Israel. They've all supported Brown as well. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I think it's particularly interesting that the Congressional Black Caucus Pack would endorse in a race where there's two black female candidates. Do you think it's something bad on their part? I mean, I think it speaks to the politics of the black, the federal black misleadership class, to my, in my opinion, that, like, really progressive policies that I feel would uplift black people given the disparities in access to healthcare, things like Medicare for all, um, the things that, you know, the, 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 the ways that the student debt uh, crisis is, uh, exacerbates the racial wealth gap. Student debt cancellation would certainly benefit black people, but uh, the people that run the shit, you know, the Jim Clyburns, and the folks who sacrifice so much and have had their, like, next stepped on to such a degree over so many decades to get where they are they've had the bend of the knee to capitalism to just like white supremacy for so long in order to make it to where they are in congress into these positions of leadership that they expect everyone following after them to be welcomed into their fold to also sort of abandon whatever they need to abandon in order to just get the power unfortunately I mean, like that. I just, I just, it just makes me sad. But I feel like that's what that's gotta mean. <laughs> I mean, just to play devil's advocate. I mean, they could just generally just have a, you know, what I'm saying, like a different approach to to how they want to go about doing things. And it's not, it might not necessarily be like on some conscious, deep seated, like, oh, we're trying to maintain power and we're gonna forego, forego all of no, our. No, I, I, no, I, I, yeah, I genuinely think they think that they're doing the right okay. thing. I don't. <laughs> and I say this. Oh, I hope they don't hear this. Well, you, I was you, a, well, here's a hot take. I think okay. just because, you know, you brought it up with the two black women running against each other. I think from a strategic standpoint, it was probably a good move on the establishment's side because 
I think that if they had ran a white person against Nina Turner, I think she might have beat them. Like oh, regardless no. of what oh, happened. Oh no! No 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 you don't no! Think yeah, so? absolutely. Yeah. No yeah, no no! Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah yeah. Um, I I mean I I do think to a, a degree. Um, man, I mean I want to agree with you that they do think that their strategy for wielding power and governance, like they genuinely believe it's the right way to do it. But they also want to bring people into the fold who will bend the knee to them. But I mean, a lot of them are. I, I you know, I'm I'm like the advocate against ageism on this show but sure, a lot of yeah. them are old you know what i mean just keeping it real a lot of these are old and, niggas, and that yeah. and that's that i don't even necessarily know if that's like indicative of their stances or their beliefs changing more so that it's just our shit's different now you know what i mean i don't think jim clyburn is walking around thinking i'm a moderate you know what I'm saying? I think Jim Clyburn no, thinks, he thinks he's left his he shit. Thinks he's, he does. But he's he's, left, does, he's yeah. left. Like he's like 1960s left. You know what I'm saying? And, right. You know, we, the new generation just might might be on a, on a bit on some harder stuff. Yeah. You might be using some harder stuff that the old folks can't can't keep up with. Right, right, right. You fall out of you fall out of touch with new ideas as you. But I think particularly like proximity to power will do that to you. Yeah, where you're true, like true. you you get in um, as a young person with like you know radical ideas or whatever, and then 20, 30 years in the system mm-hmm. beats the shit out of you such that like yeah you continue to identify as that because that was your formative identity, but like you don't actually you don't actually rock with that yeah, shit no more. Yeah. Like because you're like well. I got told for 20 years to sit down and calm down and this is the best way and I've kind of abandoned all those ideals. I've seen it. I mean, like, I've I've seen it happen to people. I remember when I first, like, really got into leftist politics or started, like, paying Mm -hmm. attention to leftist politics. It was, like, coming out of that sort of haze of like oh you know i get my you know i i I know what i know because cnn and msnbc you know reported on it and shit so i remember when i first started getting into leftist stuff and it was like wait a minute you mean nancy pelosi's not like (laughs) you know what i mean like like nancy pelosi's not like left like she's she's a moderate really right right and so when you get clips of like nina turner saying stuff like we gotta fight fascism fascism and neoliberalism at the same time like you scare people who are like, wait, liberalism could be a is it it's a bad exactly. thing? Well, they don't realize there's like a there's like farther left things that, that are good for people that we a, should aspire. That's to. a messaging thing, though, and and I yeah. mean it, it seems stupid, but it is a messaging thing. Like we we live we live in a country where people don't read articles; they read headlines. You know what I'm saying? And so when they're reading quotes and shit like that. That's like, oh, a Bernie Sanders said yada 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 liberals. Nina Turner said yada 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 liberals. Right. I mean, I know what that means, and you know what that means. And there's like a subsect, uh, there's a subculture of people who know what that's in reference to. But there's a great majority of people who've grown up their whole lives thinking, oh, but liberals are the good guys. You know what I mean? So it's like if if you have that and then you include the lies and the media manipulation and shit and it's like, oh, Bernie Sanders is kind of, he's kind of like Trump. Look, he hates liberals. Right. And so, I mean, when we get into it a little bit, like the reason why the race turned out the way it did, I think thinking about the political literacy of the average voter, um, 
when we get into like nitpicking terminology mm-hmm. and ways of talking about what the real fight is, like that, I, that, that thing that definitely plays a role, um, for sure. I mean, and speaking of uh, sort of positions that the candidates took, I mean, like I follow both of them. I you know try to do my research, and Brown like li- like for real. Um, like Brown's only policy position appeared to be like supporting Joe Biden, like in all of her in all of her ads and all of her tweets and all of her messaging. Like send me to Washington to support Joe Biden's vision. Well, on her website, so for her list of priorities, it's got like you know bullet bullet points and then blurbs underneath. I won't read the blurbs, but the bullet points of her priorities were end of gun violence, a bold recovery from COVID, lower healthcare costs and cover everyone with high quality care, expand opportunities and end poverty, and then a justice agenda. So pretty much supporting Joe Biden. You know, it was like, this is, this is yeah. the 2020 Joe Biden campaign right here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, in gun violence... What does that mean? Like, that doesn't point to, like, how. Like, what's your specific policy? And how, how do you plan on... Great. And po- how? That's awesome. Like, what do you... Yeah, so it's <laughs> just wait. like... Just tell us something, <laughs> you know? But then again, I mean, we are people that are incredibly into politics. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, like, yeah. that love level of, like, of, of media literacy of just like digging deeper into what people mean when they say shit is not something the average voters do. It's just it's like they might they may be like, yeah, I'm down to end gun violence. Like, ooh, a green new deal. I don't know what that is. That's scary. But ending gun violence, I'm down with that. I don't care how you do it, but fucking cool, bro. Yeah. I mean You know, like I don't know. I mean I, I you know a lot a lot of people are if it's not Trump, then alright. As long as it's not the Trump Trump Trumpy shit, then we're we're cool, right. you know what I'm saying? So I unfortunately the Democrats are definitely going to use that to drift to the cent further to the center, so so far to the center that they might as well be Republicans. That's that's definitely where it's gonna go. I think you're gonna have a bunch of these uh never Trumper Republicans. If they haven't already, they're gonna absorb into the party and it's gonna, you know, pretty much be a Republican party. While the other party will full on be the fourth Reich <laughs> in Goose Stefan. Oh god. So both candidates have had their fair share of scandal and unforced error. Um, on Turner's side, as we were kind of getting into with critiquing liberalism, uh, her adversaries have made liberal <laughs> use of a clip from a 2020 Atlantic article in which Turner compared endorsing Joe Biden to eating half a bowl of shit. Which is comparing to eating, you know, to voting for Trump being a full bowl of shit. Still not something that you want to have displayed on a billboard all over Cleveland two weeks before your election, which is what they did. When you're running in a Um, Democratic primary. Right. And Joe Biden, like, won the primary. That's what that's, you know, it's like the thing is, it's like I do not agree with these criticisms. I understand them, though. I would be lying if I acted like, duh, I, what, what the hell? What are people upset about? I get it. You know what I mean? Like- and I even, I was reading some punditry from people, you know, on the ground in, in Ohio's 11th who said that many voters agreed with her. They did not vote for Joe Biden in their primaries either. But they just didn't feel that that sort of language was becoming of a congressional candidate. Um, so even people who were like, actually, yeah, totally, that's what's up. 
However, in, 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 you're going to be my congresswoman. Unfortunately, like, you know, people at the end of the day, you know, this politics thing, it's like a popularity contest and people are going to vote. With, you know, like people care about the issues that they care about. But then after that, you know, it's it's do I like this person? Is this, you know, is this person vibe yeah, with me? Yeah. And that's what they're going for. Yeah. And then on Brown's side, The Intercept reported on some ethics concerns about Brown dating back to 2017 when Brown, as a uh, county councilwoman, voted to award Cleveland contractor Perk with a series of contracts totaling $17 million. Her partner, Mark Perkins, has close ties to the company Perk, and her campaign received $13,000 in donations from both Perkins' family and the Sothani family, who owns Perk. So the Ohio State Auditor's Office reviewed the Intercept's findings and referred them to the state state ethics commission for investigation. So, oh. bitches, bitches, fucking maybe trading contracts for some donations. Oh, well, that's not all. There was uh, also this was in the Intercept, but there was uh, newly released campaign finance disclosures that showed that Brown and a major Democratic PAC supporting her campaign have been heavily funded by donors who usually support Republicans. Which, you know, I've heard some centrists um, flip this on his head and say that, you know, like, in the 2020 primaries, like, Bernie Sanders was courting, not courting, but, like, embracing the endorsement of people like Joe Rogan, that his crossover appeal with working class, um, you know, white people that might lean conservative, but fuck with him because he hates the billionaires, like, you know. Like, oh, well, y'all t- will accept Republicans' votes I, when it's for you, but it's not cool when it's a centrist. That, 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 that goes, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's truth to that. But then also, you know, there is kind of like a disingenuous nature to it because, like, Bernie Sanders didn't seek Joe Rogan's endorsement. And Joe Rogan didn't endorse be, Bernie let Sanders. Be <laughs> let me be very clear. Let me be exceedingly clear. I mean, for real, like, Joe, 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 Joe Rogan essentially said, A, I like Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders played the clip of Joe Rogan saying that. It yeah. was, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no, like, we're hunting the Joe Everybody Rogan endorsement. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, I get the point. Got that dick or something. Exactly. It's yeah. A, anyway, it's a good point. So, I yeah, and I don't, and I don't, and, it, and I think a different courting the voters is a different thing than courting the money. Exactly. Exactly. Of people with extreme wealth that they can tip the scale in an election. So, um, I yeah, I I mean, I while I, I thought that was an interesting point, I don't think it was a valid yeah. one. Um, but yeah, on June 1st, Turner was leading the race, um, according to internal polling, 50 to 15% over Brown. There's like, you know, like I said at the top, 11 other candidates in the race, none of them broke over fucking like 5%. Turner's crushing it. And yet two months later, last week, August 3rd, results came back and Turner lost to Brown 51 it was rigged. to 44. So, okay, so let's talk about what happened. Let's let's so let's talk about what happened. Yeah, okay. So Turner supporters blamed dark money and the establishment, I'm using air quotes here, coming forward to crush a left-wing candidate once again. And you know, are you know, admittedly, uh, in the last month, centrist groups like Third Way and Democratic Majority for Israel spent millions on a TV air um, the, you know, TV ads um, against Turner, mostly focusing on her criticism of Joe Biden and other Democratic leaders. Pro-Israel groups ultimately spent over $2 million in outside expenditures on behalf of Brown's campaign. 
Bigfoot. And so they were like, oh, the big money came in and crushed us. Yeah. Which I was and legitimately like, worried about in the weeks leading up to it. But yeah. still, all in all, Nina Turner outraised, outorganized, and outspent Chantel Brown. The candidates in the special election for Ohio's 11th congressional districts have raised over $6 million, making it currently the most expensive special House election in 2021. Uh, Brown reported over $2 million in donations. However, Brown came... Oh, that's the... Is that something different? Oh, yeah. So she, in addition to getting money from the pro-Israel PACs, she got $5,800 from Robert Kraft owner of the New England Patriots and a longtime friend of Donald Trump. So some some of that Republican money we were talking about earlier. And then Nina held a consistent fundraising lead the entire time and to, until the end with over $4 million in the bank. Um, she received about $100,000 from political action committees and spent nearly $1.2 million on TV ads between April and July. So like, she had the most money. She spent the most money. Sure. PACs came in to support Brown at the end shitting on Nina in the last couple weeks with, you know, $2 million in outside money. But Nina had more money. I mean, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's fair to say she just lost. So, yeah, I was wondering, so that's how I kind of feel about this. I was wondering how you kind of feel about this, and we were talking about this in a second. Um, Because, to me, having worked politically campaigns before, I know that it's also all about what you spend money on. Because my, and my race, sure, is very much smaller than this one. Um, I was out fundraised. Um, I spent less money than my uh, opponent, but I won because it all matters what you spend your money uh, on. Yeah. I don't know what Nina was spending her money on. I mean, she says here she spent $1.2 million on TV ads. But from my view, and the, granted, this is my view from Twitter, but I saw Nina mostly tweeting about the issues, student debt cancellation, climate change, living wages. But I saw Chantel posting about events in the community that she was at. So, like, she was at canvases, she was at churches, she was at sororities and fraternities, she was at cookouts, she was at barbecues, she was at fish fries. And so that's the thing. It doesn't matter what values you hold. It doesn't, literally, I, re- I truly believe this, that in a lot of races, especially when um, the district is, is pretty heavily leaning in one partisan direction or another, like if it's a highly Democratic district or a Republican district, it literally doesn't matter what you believe in. It just matters that you, who shows up the most and the most often. Um, and that the people who are showing up to represent your campaign are of the community as well, because a lot of people, you know, flying in, akin to like the Bernie Sanders like um, uh, stru- campaign structure of like a lot of people taking like Bernie journeys to fly here or there because they're so passionate about it they want to go knock on doors for their candidate. But like, it's not the same thing as like people from the community out knocking on doors in the community, out being with people in the community. Not to say that I mean like I. Obviously, it wasn't there. I was in Georgia and uh, enjoying the humidity and all that shit. Um, you know, the IPCC report said that Georgia's going to be one of the best places to be when uh, it all goes down with regards to climate change. Oh, really? By the way. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be fine. Yeah, you Compared know what? to the rest of the it's Southeast, a, we're actually going to be it's fine. It's very, cool. like, serendipitous, I guess. Or I guess that's too positive of a thing. But the fact that we're doing the eco episode next week yeah. after that report just came out, that's... So, more on that, but up in Ohio, whatever's going to happen to them, I mean, their lake already caught fire yeah. once, so probably not that great. Um, uh, I wasn't there. I can't say. I can't say what happened, but um, it all depends on what you spend your money on. And I do think it's really important, ultimately, coming back to your, like, critical point, to sometimes just be like, you, we fucking lost fair and square, man. It you happens. Know, like, like, it fucking happens. Like, I don't think it does us any favors as the left 
to always to 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 come across sounding like fucking MAGA big yeah, lie. Like what? Ashley Babbitt ass like insurrectionists what, what, running what they're trying to be like oh it was rigged every time we lose sometimes we just fucking lose man what we're trying to do is hard Joe <laughs> like what we're trying to do is very really, difficult it's really really hard you know what I'm saying you can admit you can admit it's really difficult without saying it's impossible look well uh, I mean look I like the the like but stomping around be like oh it's so unfair like I don't know on the, just on the like fucking crybabies on the man. Republican end right like the candidates who were fucking fringy and weird like trump and like all these new marjorie taylor greens and people like that that are coming out of the woodwork now since trump and shit those candidates have always been around those type of people have always tried to run for office and shit like that they did their shit the republicans rejected them for decades and decades like no we can't have these motherfuckers directed we can't have these motherfuckers represent us and they kept pressing and kept soldiering to now they run that entire shit now i'm not equating the left to that but i'm just saying that same sort of strategy is kind of what you just you just got to soldier it on man like they're, they're not just gonna let you take the shit yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like like you're, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna lose you get out, wait, gotta get up, lick your wounds, and try again. And they're gonna try everything in their power to stop you, but not everything is like some insidious plot. You know, sometimes it yeah. just comes down to somebody got more votes than the other person. Somebody just got more more votes, bruh. And so I was so disappointed to see Bernie Sanders tweet. I've heard a lot from the punditry as to why Nita Turner lost her race in Ohio. Well, maybe it had something to do with the drug companies, Wall Street, and the fossil fuel industry spending millions trying to defeat her. Is that the kind of Democratic Party we want? I don't think so. Which I was just like, Bernie, homie, bruh, yeah. dog. Just don't. Because it also, like, I feel like it also breeds cynicism, where people feel like it's not even worth trying yeah. because it's so rigged all the time that we can't win. I mean, that's exactly what... Like we can win. We just need to learn from learn from our failings, learn from what's not working, and try harder. Yeah. You know, that's it. I don't know. And then um, I was reading some some um, punditry from home, with homegrown ties to the district, and an interesting analysis emerged from some of, the, some of these pieces that the reality of the Ohio primary is that Nina Turner, with her large coffers, her higher name recognition, having been a prominent surrogate for Bernie Sanders, her celebrity endorsements from Danny Glover, Andrew Yang, and the like, was the true establishment candidate in this race. There's a view that Turner lost because local voters don't live their lives on Twitter, they don't read puff pieces in the New York Times, and they don't want fucking Andrew Yang and Marianne Williamson carpetbacking in from California and New York to tell people at home in Ohio how to vote. And so this idea of there being like a progressive establishment that also tries to be play kingmaker and swoop in and overtake local politics um, based on what they wish were national trends is, is equally an issue as um, what the establishment establishment, the centrist establishment yeah. does um, just for a different ideological li- lean. I mean, I, I can definitely, I definitely see that. And I mean, also too, it's got to be the messaging because it's you know some of the messaging, and you know, like we were talking about earlier, some of the messaging is not perfect and not necessarily ideal if you're trying to run in in democratic politics and shit like that. I think there needs to be kind of a rethinking of how it's approached. You know what I mean? Because, like you just said. Most people don't live their life on Twitter. 
And I'm not necessarily sure that progressive Twitter is like what what should be used as the barometer for what people are saying out there exactly. Kill me. So, in a reaction piece by Matt Carp and Jacobin last week, they highlighted some instructive and hopeful things about the race, uh, namely that it appears Nina Turner won working class black voters, signaling that left wing candidates of color can win over the black working class. It's not just like, oh, these millennial, uh, suburb, like, uh, city dwelling, gentrifying tech bros want, like, the Green New Deal. It's like, nah. Someone with the messaging, I know you. we were talking a little bit about this the messaging work or not, but some of that no-nonsense attitude, these universal solutions, these, like, you know, not just accepting criminalism and going hard for what working people need, like, does appeal to, like, black working-class people. If you look at both Nina's race and Cori Bush down in St. Louis, they did perform best with um, the core constituents of the larger, quote-unquote, Sanders Coalition, younger voters in large cities, but Turner won five of Cleveland's nine black majority wards, and the ones she lost, she lost four of them, but only by less than two points. And she won the city of Cleveland overall, she won the black majority city of Akron overall, which is a major gain from the Sanders 2020 campaign, which lost all of these areas by 50 points or more. When wealthy communities like Pepper Pike, 84% white, with a median income of $190,000 a year, Brown beat Turner by over 50 points. By far the heaviest blow against Turner came in the richer burbs. In just six suburban towns, Pepper Pike, Beechwood, Orange, Broadway, Broadview Heights, University Heights, and Shaker Heights, Brown netted 4,390 votes over Turner, more than her total margin of victory. And I think in that final sentence comes the true problem and the true problem with politics generally in this country. 4,390 4, votes was more than the total margin of victory. Less than, I think it was like, I think something like less than 25% of eligible voters voted in this election. And people talk all the time about, oh, do what the voters want. Oh, what are we going to do about the voters? We need to stop fo- focusing on voters and focus on and start focusing on people. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. So many people did not vote you, in this election. You could probably find a internet poll for some stupid shit that more people in Cleveland voted for <laughs> last then week voted than in voted in that election. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, it's really about expanding the electorate. If we want left wing candidates to win and be able to win transformative change at the federal level, we have to stop worrying about the people that already vote and start worrying about people. So what is like generally worried about people? Do you think that that's the like, overall lesson that we can take away from this? I mean, I think in general, like, just it's embarrassing as a country, like, are the like that we consider ourselves oh the greatest democracy in the world, or at least that's the propaganda you hear on Fox News and MSNBC or whatever. When like we have the lowest participations in elections in like the developed world, like, or even you look at places like Brazil, you look at places like Peru. So many people turn out and vote. So many people turn out and vote. Yeah. That's democracy. And so, like, is this even democracy? But is, does Sean tell this, do either of these candidates even represent what the people of Ohio 11 want if exactly. only 20, 20% of them turn out to vote? So, I mean, do you, but 
can we lay this all at the feet of the system and not do the people not bear any any I don't even know if blame is the right word, but don't people themselves have to have to like be engaged in these things and like take more uh, priority in how these things affect their yeah, lives? I mean, for sure. I can't blame people for not giving a shit when nothing is ever fun, like chain fundamentally changed for them. Well, I mean, ever through politics. Well, that is like, true. Why would they care? But, why would they care? And so it takes a lot for a candidate to overcome that that cultural inertia. To when when they come and say when they come when someone lightning to Turner comes and says, "Yo, like, what if we cancel student debt and made free uh, higher education free?" Like to believe that person when they come and tell you it's possible, like it's that that's a huge mountain for a candidate to climb. It is, but but again, like I'm saying, with the people, it's like if if to me, it just doesn't it just doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to make sense for me to be like. To realistically be like, oh, well, you know what? Politicians in the past have said that they were going to try to do something, and they weren't able to do it for whatever reason. So fuck this shit. I don't care. I mean, I, you know, like, at the end of the day, if people feel that way, it's like, I mean, I guess I understand, like, logically, you know, the one plus one equals two, like, you know, the train of thought that they're using to get to that conclusion. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's not, that's not a good thing, just because... Just because the, the the system is fucked up, like waving your hands in the air and being like, oh, I, I give up or, oh, there's nothing that we can do. I mean, again, I understand why people feel that way, but like that's not a good thing. Like we shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, And I could definitely I could go. We could have a whole other episode about just like living in the imperial core and like the, the throne of capitalism, like the the how we're so captured by so many forces yeah. that disincentivize civic participation yeah. anything from just like luxury culture which for very simple things like netflix and social mm-hmm. media to the grind culture of like how much we work yeah. every day and, da, paying da, 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 da. Bills and like paying your bills like there's so many reasons why i think people don't pay participate and, and so well, i think i've said it on and the, ultimately i can't i can't blame people I've, I've said i feel it on you the, i feel where you're coming from i said it on the show before but it's like the thing with america is it's like they keep everybody, for the most part, obviously we know, but for the most part, they keep everybody just comfortable enough or just within the reach, uh, just with enough within reach of comfort mm-hmm. that it kind of builds uh, a general malaise to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. general, yeah, nah, nah, I got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. um, We are going to take a little break, but when we come back, we're going to check out some Cleveland hip-hop by way of some legendary heavyweights in the game and some, you know, some popular people, some not-so-popular people. But we're just going to check out what Cleveland has had to offer over the years and currently. So we'll be back with that after the jump. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, 
you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Okay, so we are back, and we are going to be delving into some of the finest or dopest or just, you know, most popular hip-hop that we could find from Artist Hill and from, <laughs> <laughs> from the Cleveland area. The finest. Okay, uh, fine. The dopest. Okay, fine. The most popular. <laughs> no, the Cleveland has a lot I think, of... I think we have some... Yeah, Cleveland's got yeah. Some, some good shit. I mean, just, some shit there's a lot, of, there's a lot of people. A lot of cats are from Cleveland. Uh, some has that, you, you know, people might not be uh, familiar with. But for one, I guess the most popular rappers out of Cleveland would be... Pretty much all the guys in Bone. Bone, as a, as an act, yeah. you know, I, I'm tr- I'm sitting here trying to think of even another musical act that's from Cleveland, and somebody's probably gonna put me to shame with that in the comments. But you know, Bone has got to be probably like the ambassadors of Cleveland at this point, right? Right. But you also got uh, MC Brains. We got Bumps, INF. You've got Ray Cash, Charles Hamilton, the rapper. Uh, Kid Cudi, King Chip, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Do can we even call Machine Gun Kelly a rapper anymore? I'm not saying that out of spite. I, I am I legitimately Jake, I asking. I see Jake Paul on this list too, and I'm feeling uncomfortable yeah, about him. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's. We got Roscoe, Polly Rhyme. I've never heard of Polly Rhyme before. He must be an indie guy. But um, let's let's go with uh, let's start with something popular first. So first track that we're gonna check out is by said act bone um this is their track cleveland is the city and this came out in 2008 i believe let me double check that for y'all yeah this is a 2008 song so let's uh give a little listen to cleveland is the city by bone I was born and brought up in Cleveland, Kukwa, just like my daddy. But I was stuck out in that alley with my boys and a stolen caddy. I wish. I so, yeah, I, I dig the um, Cleveland Rocks call out uh, the Cleveland Rocks. That's, so that's, that's the, um, You know yeah. what? It's, the song is kind of, uh, it's pretty much them reminiscing about their younger days growing up in the hood before they got famous and, you know, being in Cleveland and all the different. 
I guess you could call it the hardships that they lived through, but like really, it it just it's it sounds more like they're just kind of like talking some street shit. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's a weird choice for such a pleasant, you know, like like you just described, beautiful piano beat and a song about like your home city. But the almost the entirety of the song, they're talking about how people are going to nonstop try to kill you the second that you touch. <laughs> Touchdown in Cleveland. How like every yeah. every nigga in the world it's is so coming funny. to kill you. Yeah. You specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can picture drinking, like sitting on my grandma's like front porch, drinking this iced tea, like shelling peas with her, listening to this because of the beat, yeah. but also knowing that because she's deaf as shit, she's not gonna be hearing the lyrics of like, yeah, these niggas come look at you, and these niggas gonna stab you. Like, <laughs> we in Cleveland, like, it's mandatory to leave you niggas bleeding. I'm like, oh, yeah, like. I'm going to wait. I'm going to save that trip till next year. Next year, I'm going to go to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got refunds. Delta Miles. Excuse me. Can I reschedule? But it is a dope song. I have no idea what that is on. I think that was... I'm not sure if that was on their first one or not. Um. Wait a second. That was on... It was on Dog World Order. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's on Thought World Order. So up next, we are going to check out someone who's a little bit more unknown to me because the other two, the other two cats uh, that we have on here are pretty, pretty popular too. But we've got this guy, Little Cray. Little Cray. Little Cray. So he's an independent rapper, as far as I know. But let's check out his song, Locked in the Safe. Just too exquisite, ain't none of it basic. Go to the dealer, swap registration. Cruises are taking on races. Going on the gram and see. Supposedly, according to the source, an article back from January of this year, you know, this track went viral. Um, I'm not sure what for. <laughs> I mean, it stands. I sounds mean, it, like your standard new trap fair. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. Like it's uh, yeah, it's catchy. I, I I put it in the rotation and just yeah. like for the ambiance. Yeah, you know, it's, it. it's bouncy. It's 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 bouncy. It's fun. It's not this. This is just a song. It's not necessarily anything that's about Cleveland or anything like that. But just as a you know, as a, a trap banger, I, I fucks with this. I fucks with this. I think it speaks some to like it's that somewhat of the trappy sound of the South, yet it is from the Midwest, and so I think it's interesting. It speaks what? to like the influence I think of the South on trap. That's exactly trap. what that is. Ne- across like nationwide, yeah, um, which I think says a little bit something. You know, we can glean a little bit of insight on uh, what's happening in the in the Midwest, as well as more specifically in the Akron, Cleveland area. Girl, have you heard from some of that crossover? Have you heard niggas from New York rap in the last ten years? Yo, like all of them sound yeah. like they're from Mississippi. You know? <laughs> all of them sound like they're from Mississippi. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no. claim like, oh, I do it for my city. Like, yo, you, all y'all do it for Atlanta. You just don't know that you do. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the song, a little Cray song, is dope. It's just, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to not say. It's just, I, I'm just at the point. It's like, man, I wish people would just rap about different shit. Jesus, just rap about, rap about different, some, just shit. different shit. Just rap about different shit. If the and I had that feeling when I was like in my early twenties, like having grown up around rap, but never. But before I started making music, 
Like when I discovered that you could rap about different shit, like you were allowed mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. like it blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, me too. I, like, I know exactly I, what I, you I, mean. I never clicked in my head. You're allowed to rap. You're allowed to rap about different. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. No, I feel I feel you so hard. And to on this that. day, to this day, I'm still like niggas. Rap just try, like just try it. It's fun. It's fun to rap Look, about different. There shit. is just try there it. is no new thing that any of y'all are gonna say about money. Girls or the hood shit. There's just, there's like. I will say, I will say where, where like people do ex- ex- succeed, it's not that they're saying anything new about money or weed or ladies. We say it in it's, a different it's, way. It's, it's how. That's what I'm saying. Like, what was it? What was it? Uh, I am all for, look, I'm not sitting here talking. She, like, when, when fucking Lil Yachty, whoever said she blew my dick like a, like a cello. That didn't even make no sense. <laughs> right but look but look he said something the same thing in a new way i, I disagree i think it, it comes it, it doesn't come it, down to what the what the content of what they're saying but it's the metaphors it's the analogies the punchlines that is what gets yes, that, that is why I, I that's agree. why i, I continue and to fuck with mainstream hip-hop what i'm saying is well see that's just where we differ because what i'm saying is i'm not talking about say different shit as in don't rap about what you want to rap about or rap about something. Rap about that's house. not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying say different shit as in if okay let's just say if I were going to switch my whole shit up and I were going to be like you know what I'm going to start rapping about money and hoes and all this sort of shit do you know how dope that shit would sound? Because I would be thinking of like the coolest way possible to express those ideas because I've been listening to rap for fucking 25 years. I've heard everybody say, oh, she sucked my dick like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. be a bit more clever with the shit. Like, you know, flip it up or say something funny. Like a Two chains is good for it. So I'm not talking, this is not like me, like, hate, like it's not hating on a style or something. Two chains consistently is saying shit cleverly and funny you know what i'm saying and being witty with it and shit like that so i'm not hating i'm just saying man like just just switch it up guys just switch it up y'all just switch it up y'all do you but he's just hating a little bit that's all that's just a little bit of hate sprinkle the hate all right let's (laughs) let's go to the next one this song actually i I really let's scale up to some heavier hitters let's go with Uh, kid cuddy all right yeah. This is Kid Cudi's track. Cleveland is the reason. This is a 2010 song, and this one also. I think this was on a Kid Cudi mixtape of some sort. But let's check this shit out. I come from Cleveland. Y'all can really hear it now. Hit them like comic books. Kaboom! Pow pow! Into a girl's mouth. Cleveland is the reason I'm cool. That's it. This whole song, he's just being cool as a motherfucker. Keep two phones. He just like I'm complex like the magazine. I did not like that complex twice thing. I'm like I, I know I know I'm like I, separately I'm like oh both those lines are bad as hell. But then you did it twice, nigga. Nah, but nah. I just yeah I I love I, I, this song is yeah, dope. That song it's is just dope. like that, ultra sly. The beat is Feel like hard. The beat is just moonwalking. Yeah. And yeah, and he's, he's gliding the on the track. Cleveland is the reason you know he's saying? cool. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I dig it. It's it, I wouldn't. You know, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I can't really say it's like about the city of Cleveland, but it's more just like a, a fucking like Cleveland pride sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yo, the Cleveland is the city that we're from, but it's not necessarily the talking crazy about. Yeah. Of like, 
I'm like the song is just like I'm cool, and you're sitting there listening to it like, damn, why this thing is so cool? And he's like on the hook, just like, oh, in case you were wondering, yeah. Cleveland is the reason I'm cool. And then he got he's got that uh, the at the beginning of it, he's like, I'm from Cleveland. Think that y'all can hear it now? Yeah, I dig that. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this song is fire. This song is fire. The next oh, joint. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? Are you saying- no, no, yeah, let's, let's continue. Let's, okay, let's so for the yeah. last song that we have, you know. I mean, I guess, I guess, homie is hold this homie is holding it down for Cleveland right now. I guess in in other genres, well, this would be Machine Gun Kelly, who has recently kind of turned his his attention to the world of pop rock. But back before he was famous, Machine Gun Kelly was a local Cleveland rapper that I do remember. I would see like his, his freestyles and his uh, you know his vlogs and shit like that back in the 2010 2011 days before diddy came up and signed him but this one this track is from back then this is a 2010 song by uh machine gun kelly back when he was going by machine gun kelly and this is called cleveland simply so let's check this out it's featuring dubo Earn my stripes like a goddamn beast headed up no shirt still got sleeves and i'm good from the heights to 116 yeah man this makes me sad i wish he had stuck with this i know this is actually hey. another cleveland pride song shouting out his city shouting out where yeah, he grew up yeah the music he video up. he's got lots of sights of the city says i'm still i'm still a skinny white boy from shaker you know what i'm saying yeah 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 which is interestingly uh a one of the districts that went for Chantel brown where was you at? It was MJ? because of you. Okay. Because of you. <laughs> Should have showed up. Some for Nina. No, nah, it's good. I mean, the, my biggest takeaway from it, and it's not even anything to do with Cleveland or anything like that, but damn, where did that where did that 2010 Machine Gun Kelly go at? You know what I'm saying? Where did the Machine Gun where Kelly go? Where did that t- 2010 at? sound go yeah. in all music? Where'd the bars go? Like, Where'd the bars go? The bars go? and like the... Like uh, the uh, the, we talked about this a little bit, a bit last week with Kanye. This was the same era as like graduation, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Well, graduation was a little bit earlier than this, perhaps. Yeah, graduation was a little bit earlier. Uh, this is like the this is the. But you uh, can hear you can hear they were thinking about the. This the, is my beautiful the, dark the, uh, twisted fantasy era. The, yeah, so you can hear them thinking about the, how the, this kind of music sound in a stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, true. You I know, that. like yeah, I, and you feel you feel. It. Do you yeah, do you think this this might be a little controversial? But like, do you think that when Diddy signed him, he was like, "Yo, man, all that good rapping that you're doing, you gotta stop that shit. <laughs> you gotta knock that off right now. All that fast, nah, son. You need to slow that shit down. We gonna get you this rock guitar." I don't know what happened. I just pictured in my head like when you like are you like forming a vase on a little spinning thing with clay. <laughs> And, like, if you fucking poke it too hard, it just... <laughs> and so you got to be real gentle. You got to be real gentle with it. And you just get niggas coming in like, yeah, do it. To, like, just yes-manning anything they do. And it just, like, stabs the clay right in the middle. And the whole thing spins off the shit. Because then niggas come in the studio like, yeah, man, just do it. Like, what do you think of my bars when I said, like, my, my dick is like a like forest tree? <laughs> Like, yeah, I love it. And then it just fucking throws the whole Let's print it. clay pot into the Print it. Yes. Well, that Run was, that back. That was Machine yes. Gun Kelly's Cleveland. That was uh, before Eminem made him start doing rock music. So I think <laughs> I think we're done 
with this episode. I'm really excited about next week's episode. We're going to be talking about eco-rap. And, you know, that's obviously going to tie into how our world is on a uh, timeline of impending global environmental disaster. But we'll get into that another day. I think we got to end this thing, don't we? I think we do. Hey, Joel, can you run us a beat? So you win some, you lose some. You triumph, you're beaten. But when you come back again, baby, it's sweeter. It doesn't have nobody saying they cheated or that you got walloped by forces of evil. Just peep Cory Bush, for example. Joe Biden tried it six times and now he's the commander. So here's my answer. Feel free to tweet it. Second time's the charm, so go get it, Nina. Go get it, Nina. I'm gonna come back and whip their asses this time around, I swear. We are waiting on reparations. See y'all next week. Waiting on Reparations is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.